All right, everyone, welcome back into another PGA DFS video. My name is Eric Paulson. Going to be getting into the PGA Championship here in 2022. Going to be highlighting the top four picks in each price point tier, highlighting the core plays as they come, and we're going to show you guys a first look build. This week, I am going to be doing two separate videos for you guys. Uh, it's going to be this standard video like I always do, and I'm going to get back into doing a betting and fades video, mostly due to last week. Um, and just because it's a major can put out a little bit more content for that for you guys. But last week was a week in which the slate really kind of shifted with some golfers being overowned. And that's something I'll talk about here when we're talking about last week's recap before we get into this week. So, yeah, like I said, like some players just ended up being overowned, So it's tougher to roster them like Taylor Gooch, Sam Burns, uh, Will Zaltoris, Aaron Wise, like all golfers that ended up being a little bit overowned. So my cash build actually adjusted a little bit. I was on Sanders Shoffley a lot more, just made a lot more sense. And that was lucky. He ended up coming up clutch. He barely made the cut. And then he also like just went off on Sunday to really save my week and a bunch of other people's week in nine to five. Uh, but you know, it ended up just being a push week all in all, but really JT Xander kind of carried us. Some of the value players like Peter Malnati came up, but four of the top eight players in the nine to five player pool did finish T five or better, which is really nice. Uh, but looking at this week, this week is going to be watched a uh, week in which I think we can attack it much more. I'm not going to be looking at comp course history this week because I just want to look at event history. The PGA Championship. The thing about majors is they always try to play somewhat of the same. They always try to have the same feel. So with that, I want to be looking at the last four PGA Championships. We could have looked at the U.S. Open as well. Looking at the key stats, we know how it's going to play. Total driving and ball strike are going to be huge. So is strokes gain to the green and strokes gain approach. But I really want to look at those golfers that are both long and also accurate. And that's why we're going to be looking at those. I'm be looking at birdie to bogey ratio as well. Could look at bogey avoidance instead, but we know that, yes, you are going to have to score a little bit, but you also cannot be making bogeys. And that's why I like to look at birdie to bogey ratio as well. So with that being said, let's get into the picks for this week. All right. So the first player that I want to highlight is going to be Sky Scheffler. Yes. Um, I'm going to consider Sky Scheffler a core play as well. And that's mostly just due to the fact that there is softer pricing this week. Typically with majors, we do experience soft price points on golfers that shouldn't be that cheap and there's one that is a standout play if you guys follow me on twitter you already know who that is it's a player player that i just cannot pass up on but sky scheffler makes a ton of sense over the past two pga championships he's finished eighth and fourth obviously he's just in strong recent form uh ranking out third in the field and that really just depends on how far back or how uh in tight you like to look at recent form i like to look at the past 10 events uh, really only John Rahm and JT are, are doing a little bit better than him recent form wise, but it's a really tight gap there. Sky Scheffler, just a phenomenal play. Um, he ranks top five in all the key metrics that we're looking at. Uh, specialist rating. Once again, specialist rating is looking at all the, the unique characteristics for that week's course. So for Southern Hills this week, we're looking at a tournament in which it's going to be a par 70 course. It's going to be a tournament that is going to play longer. The track length here is going to be 7,556 yards. That is insane. We also do see that this course is going to have a lot of holes in which there are water hazards in play. Uh, they're going to be bank greens, and most likely than not, it's going to be a harder scoring track. Just looking over my course notes for this week, it's a tree line course, tight lines. Uh, really, there are smartly placed hazards, whether it is a water hazard or if you want to look at bunkers, they're all strategically placed. Like all these greens are kind of smaller greens, but they're also protected very well. This is also a tournament in which you are going to see plenty of of dog legs, which is why I want to be focusing on those golfers that are one long off the tee, but also accurate. I want to be seeing those guys that can place the tee shots where they want. That's also how we were able to end up on someone like Colin Morikawa two years ago for the PGA Championship. It's kind of, I don't want to say it's the same course, but it is a tree line course, a Parkland style course, all kind of key characteristics that I want to look at for this week. Um, 
know, typically speaking, those are just like the stats that you want to look at. So getting back into Sky Scheffler, ranks out top five as a specialist, ranks out as the 13th best staff in the field, which is really tight. I mean, it's really tight. There's a big fall off after like 25, but pretty much one through 25 are pretty tight. Uh, course history rank, event history rank fourth, uh, recent form rank third. Overall, the best play in the nine to five mile. He just seems super safe. And if you can afford to pay it for him, I think that you should do that. This week, so Sky Sheffler makes a ton of sense. We'll put him into the build for now. And then after that, I just really like these three right here. Xander Shoffley, Hideki Matsuyama, and Patrick Cantley. And for me, I'll start off with Xander. I do think Xander is going to be the least safe of those uh, two other players there. But Xander does make a ton of sense. We saw him last week. Okay, first of all, he was able to make the cut. And then also, he was able to finish uh, top five. So he had a nice Sunday push, and he also was able to make the cut. I love that there with Scotty or Xander Shoffley. All right, so after Xander Shoffley, I do really like a play like Hideki Matsuyama. He actually ranks out really well in the 9-5 to model, uh, ranking out top five in the field this week, and that's just because he's really checking all the boxes this week. Top 15 specialist rating, top 12 stat fit, top 12 in course history ranks. So he's made four straight cuts at the PGA Championship, finishing 23rd, 22nd, 16th, and 35th. We know what the Hideki, the narrative for a long time, which was pretty accurate, was that he wasn't able to close the door on those big events, okay? And he's finally been able to do that. So he ranks... Uh, or he's finished third, 14th, withdrew, and 20th over his past four starts now. Um, so, yeah, ranking out top five in the 9-to-5 model at that price point, you know, it's really easy to fit him into your builds. And really, for me, the process of this week is going to come down to, hey, can I afford to pay up for Scotty? If not, I am just going with, like, Hideki and the next golfer I'm going to mention, which is going to be Patrick Cantley. But just looking at some of the top players in the field, that effective scoring stat, that's that 9-to-5 stat that kind of tells us who's most likely to make the cut, but also... If they do make the cut, what upside are we looking at from them? He ranks out top 10 in the field there. And the golfer that I'm going to mention next, Patrick Hanley, ranks out fourth in the field in effective scoring. Uh, just as an FYI, JT, Cameron Smith, and Scotty Scheffler are the next on that list. Uh, but looking at Patrick Hanley, Patrick Hanley has only missed two cuts over the past year. So he's made 18 starts. He's only missed a cut in two of those events or sorry, 17 out of 19 make cuts. He is just such a super safe play. He's pretty much the exact same play as a decky. Both of these golfers should be safe plays for us this week. And I really do not see a reason not to play those two this week. Chances are they're going to make the cut. Chances are they're going to have a strong finish. I really feel like one of the top players in the field this week, and by that I mean one of these big name guys, are going to win this, this week. And it really wouldn't be shocking to see Patrick Canley go out and win. So at the PGA Championship, he's finished 23rd, 43rd, third and 27th which i really like if we look at his total driving and ball striking over the past 10 events <clears throat> he ranks 35th and 23rd which is really strong pretty good in uh stroke and approach and birdie to bogey ratio strong stroke and tee to green you look at his recent form he's finished first tied for first in his next event finishing second losing in the playoff 39th and 26th overall the ranks i was the fourth best play this week so for me i really like the idea of starting hideki and patrick Cantley and then going from there so after that, we have to drop down into this mid-tier price point range. And guys, honestly, I don't love it. Okay, like someone like Shane Lowry does make a ton of sense. Uh, we know he should have had that victory um, at the RBC Heritage where he just choked it away. You know, we all remember that bunker shot. And if you don't, well, I don't, I don't know what you're doing that week because he was a, he was a standout outright bet. And that kind of that goes to tell you just how solid the 9-5 to outright betting guard is each week. I mean... Should have had him as a winner. Last week we had JT and Xander right in the mix. Um, as long as we're giving you a chance to win outright-wise, that's that's kind of my goal. You could bet each ways, each ways as well if you want to do that. But Shane Lowry, looking at it, 
Uh, PGA Championship, fourth last year, 66, eighth and 12. So really strong finishes there uh, from Shane Lowry. Typically speaking, he's a really strong golfer at majors as well. Uh, ranks out really strong across the board. Uh, key stat-wise, nothing to suggest that he's going to struggle, although he only does rank out 26 in the field, key stat-wise. Once again, it does start to drop off um, after a point. Not there yet with uh, Shane Lowry. Uh, specialist range seventh in the field. So factored into that is the potential that the weather might be a little bit poor, but you know, harder scoring tracks, longer tracks, bank greens. He does play typically better than the rest of the field there. That's what that specialist rating is telling us. Uh, 22nd best recent form in the field. Ranks out as a top 10 player uh, this week as well. Um, I do think that like someone like Will Zalatoris is going to be fine. You know, he missed the cut by one last week. Didn't have it all together. Whether that was um, you know, being chalky or just playing at a course in which he should play well, whether that all like built up to a little bit of added stress for him, I don't, I don't really know, but still miss a cut on the number. That's fine. Prior to that, he had finished seventh, sixth and fifth, you know, really that's the problem with the week. Like last week, that's why it's a high variance week. Not only is it a high scoring event, but it's also the week before major. And with that, that brings in a lot more risk than I typically would like, but Will Zalatoris, other than that would be a pretty solid place. So he finished eighth at the last or last year's PGA championship. Um, you know, pretty strong recent form, 14th in the field still. Uh, not the best specialist, not the best staff fit, but still ranks out top 15 in the field. So I really don't mind uh, Willie Z this week as well. So after Willie Z and Shane Lowry, I did find it hard to go with uh, the next player because there's a lot of strong names in this price point range, but they're all kind of risk reward. Like Joaquin Neiman, I could see winning Daniel Berger. I could see missing the cut or finishing top five. You know, Daniel Berger ranks out top 10 in the nine to five mile this week, but I don't love him. Uh, Max Homa. You know, I would think he'd be a good play, but coming off of a victory, we always worry about that a little bit. Uh, Terrell Haddon, a pretty solid play as well. Corey Connors as well. So just a lot of quality names here. And then Louis Oosthuizen as well, typically someone that will play well in a major as well. Um, for me, I kind of just decided to go with Corey Connors. Corey Connors should be a safe play. We can see, you know, been a cut maker. Um, just someone just at this price point does make a lot of sense. You know, 8K for a guy that finished 17th. At last year's PGA Championship, you know, pretty decent staff at 27th in the field. We'll take that 24th best recent form in the field. He's actually the second best specialist in the field. And that kind of stood out to me as well. So kind of that tells us that he should be able to play well at a tournament like this. He's coming off of seven straight make cuts in a row on the PGA Tour. Overall, he's has the 20th best play this week. So I really don't mind him as a play, someone that I think you can end up on. And then we'll just touch on Daniel Berger as well. So I did mention Daniel Berger is ranking out really well. The worry is that he has had some like random miscuts in big events lately. At the PJ Championship, however, he's finished 75th, 13th, 71st, and 12th. That kind of echoes what I just said about Daniel Berger. It's like either he's really on and he's rewarding you or he's kind of just sucking. Uh, he should be right around a make cut, kind of like Willie Z was last week. Um, and if he's on, the sky's the limit kind of with him. May, probably won't win, but still pretty solid. He's the fifth best staff fit in the field, ranking out really well in ball striking and toll driving, really well in strokes and approach, really well in effective scoring. Everything tells us that he should be a decent play. Uh, five straight make cuts in a row on the PGA Tour. Uh, recent form, 11th best in the field, 11th best specialist, top 10 in the 9 to 5 miles this week. I really don't mind him as a pick. He's someone that you could easily end up on as well. <clears throat> and then looking at Terrell Hatton. So Terrell Hatton, I was a little bit shocked at like kind of how bad of a play he is. I mean, he ranks out 24th in the 95 miles, so not terrible, but I would have thought he would have been a better specialist. Only ranks out 42nd in the field specialist rating-wise. 28th best staff at 42nd best course history or event history, so he's finished 38th, missed cut, 48th, and 10th. Um, 
at the past PGA Championships, which shocked me a little bit. He's in the 21st best recent form out of anyone in the field. So, you know, a decent play, but I really just don't think we have to go crazy with anyone in this price point tier. For me, this uh, low tier is going to be much more better suited for you. So let's get into those picks. So the first one is going to be Adam Scott. And it seems like whenever I trust Adam Scott, that's really when he uh, tends to let me down, I guess. So that that would be the worry is that whenever I, I trusted Adam Scott this year uh, to really play well, he hasn't. Now he, he has been able to make cuts and stuff, but still it, it is kind of risk reward, I guess. Uh, so recent form wise, 32nd, 48th, 9th and missed cut. So three straight make cuts in a row. I guess we'll take that. Uh, event history wise, missed cut last year, 22nd, 8th and 3rd. Okay. So really across the board, metrics wise, Specialist rating, stat fit, course history rank, and recent form rank pretty much ranks like 27th uh, in all of them. Overall, he's going to be a top 20 play this week, though. So, you know, at that price point, it's good enough. It's kind of a shoulder shrug at that price point. And then going down to someone like Cameron Young, I do worry that he might be popular, more popular than he should be. Okay. Uh, he's playing in this major, which, you know, he didn't do well at the Masters, which was his first major. So that's a worry, but this is going to be a much better suited course for him. You know, really strong staff at 21st in the field, specialist rating rise 54th um, and recent form rise 20th in the field. So the thing with him is, is that we've obviously seen that upside with him. Uh, two events in a row in which he's finished one off the lead. And he's also almost won another event, the Shriners. Okay, so sure, he could play well, and this is going to be a course that does suit him pretty well. Uh, but if he's going to be chalky, he's going to be someone that I think we should avoid. Although I do like him at this price point. Uh, top 25 pick in the 9-5 mile this week. Overall, you know, decent play. Um, I'm worried that, once again, he's just going to be a little bit too chalky. Then after that, a player that really has been popping for us the whole year is going to be Russell Henley. So I'm just going to type him in here. Russell Henley at 7.2 is a great price point. We can see only missed one cut this season, the RBC Heritage. And, he, you know, he hasn't been playing well recently. That That's the biggest worry for me. Um, but stat fit-wise, top 15 in the field, really just strong across the board. Nothing to suggest that he is going to struggle. Sure, the length might add up over time. And maybe by Sunday, he's only, you know, finishing top 35 or so. But he should be able to make a cut with how well he has been playing this whole season. Overall, ranks off 15th best in recent form rank. Once again, the worry would be that, um, you know, 41st place finish at the Wells Fargo Championship, not that good. Uh, just missed a cut at the RBC Heritage, and that's kind of why I don't really care about it because it was, it was a missed cut on the number. Um, event history-wise, though, that is my biggest worry with Russell Henley, 71st, uh, 37th, and 50th. You know, that's not that good with him. Um, overall, I don't think this is going to be a course that sets up majorly well for him, although specialist rating-wise, he ranks out 12th in the field. And then kind of just the obvious play this week, guys. The guy that I expect to be chalk, uh, the guy that really I don't know what the heck happened. You can already see DK adjusted uh, outright betting-wise. I got him 120 to 1 uh, a couple of months ago, and now he's done it like 50 to 1. So DraftKings definitely spotted that this was a poor price point on Billy Horschel and corrected it already on the sportsbook. So looking at his course history, event history, he's finished 23rd, 43rd, 23rd, and 35th. That is really strong there, okay? He's made a ton of cuts in a row, 17 straight on the PGA Tour. Insane there with him. So not only should we get safety, but we also do get some upside with him. Recent form wise, he's finished 3rd, 21st, 43rd, and 9th. We could go a little bit further back, see a 2nd place finish in there, a 6th place finish in there. Um, that's the thing with DraftKings is that they're not including the Zerk Classic or the Dell Match Play Tournament with that. And that's maybe why it not, might not pop up for other people in their model as much. But overall, 
a spectacular play. 13th best specialist in, in the field. 23rd best staff in the field. Uh, 20th in course history rank, event history rank, 8th best recent form, and 11th best pick this week in the 9-5 mile. Just a standout play. Okay, I, you know, even if he misses the cut, this is just the correct play. The only reason why it might not be the correct play is if he ends up being like 30% owned, okay? Which I doubt he will be. No one likes playing Billy Horschel, okay? So just at this price point, it's the correct play. Like, you just can't pass up on him. And it's just one of those things that stood out to me. Um, all right, so dipping down to the value tier, there are some interesting names that pop up, and most of them are Euros. But the one player that really stands out to me is going to be Jonathan Vegas at this price point. We know he's been someone that we've rostered the last few weeks now. Unfortunately, didn't really come through last week for us. That's okay. He still made the cuts. Uh, 59th place finish last week. But prior to that, 15th, 18th, 4th. You know, five straight make cuts in a row. Um, pretty strong recent form, especially for the price point. 31st best recent form. He's a top 20 um, specialist in the field. Staff it wise, 45th. Um, missed the cut here at the PGA Championship three years ago and then made the cut in 2018. So overall, just not a bad play at this price point. Uh, it should be a make cut. It wouldn't shock me if it wasn't. And that's kind of the problem, I guess, this week with the values is that none of them are insanely good. And so we can already see the problem with this build is that I can't really fit Jonathan Vegas in there, although I do like him at that price point. Could be someone that we pass up on. I will say Sebastian Munoz making eight straight cuts in a row on the PGA Tour, ranking six best in recent form rank. That's highly appealing to me as well. He has missed the last two cuts at the PGA Championship, so that is a little bit of a worry. I do want to highlight some of these Euros, though, for you guys because they're not going to pop up all too well model-wise because they're Euros. But let's just look at this. So uh, Oliver, I don't even know how to say it's Becker, probably. Fourth, 27th, second, 10th, miscut, third, 11th, 8th, ninth, ninth. I mean, really just strong finishes there from him. Seven of his starts have been top 10 finishes, which is really good. Honestly, I don't really know that much about him, but I see that price point. I see that kind of form on the Euro Tour. That really pops out to me. And then Pablo, I don't want to I don't want to butcher his name either. I apologize. But 13th, 1st, 5th, miscut, 1st, 3rd, 35th, 25th. I mean, those are all pretty good finishes there from him. Once again, at 6.5, that is pretty interesting to me. And then another golfer, Ryan Fox. So Ryan Fox has made nine starts over there. Um, and has made the cut in eight of them. Look at his last few starts, though. Second, eighth, ninth, 15th, first. That is really good there from Ryan Fox. All names that I think are going to be good enough for you uh, this week. So all names that I think we can put into a build if you want to go that route. All right, so let's show you just a quick build and how it's going to look, and then we'll begin out of here. Also, guys, I want to mention, I've been doing a uh, bad chalk build, and it hasn't cashed four straight weeks. And I'm over for doing it. I've done it four straight weeks and it hasn't cashed. So that's something you might want to check out on Twitter before we send. Okay, so looking at it, I don't think we'll be able to fit Scotty Scheffler, uh, Hideki, and Patrick Hanley into a build. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to put Patrick Hanley, Hideki, and Xander into a build. I feel like those are very safe plays. Could have went with Shane Lowry instead. Um, I didn't feel the need to do that. Billy Horschel, obviously, I really like as a play. Really like how this build is starting to come out. And then from there, like I don't mind Sebastian Munoz for now. I think I'm just going to put Russell Henley in there, hoping that he makes the cut. And then from there, we have a decent amount left over. Let's see. Uh, maybe someone like Daniel Berger. Can we fit Shane Lowry in there? No, a little bit too much for Shane Lowry. Um, definitely not Tiger. Corey Connors would be fine. A little bit too much there with Corey Connors. And then someone I didn't mention, like Matthew Fitzpatrick. I'm fine with that as a play. You can roll with that if you want to. But Adam Scott. 
So Adam Scott, we can make this build work and overall pretty decent. So average ball rank 11th, really good there. Average recent form rank 12th. <laughs> I mean, that's a really good stat fit. 18th course history rank 24th. So really strong across the board. 71% uh, chance to get six for six across the cut line. Projected fantasy points of 539 DK points. Overall, that's a pretty strong build there, especially for the start of the week. But that's all I have for you guys this week. Hopefully you enjoyed the video. If you did, please give me a like and subscribe. I do appreciate that. Like I said, I will be coming out with another video either on Wednesday or Tuesday evening, just highlighting which players are going to be over-owned and then which players are going to be the best bets for you for the PGA Championship. All right, that's all I have for you guys this weekend. As always, let's keep cashing.